Oh, it started recording. Oh. I didn't realize it did. Hello, Sister Twain. And how apropos. Hello, Brother Coffee. Because this is the episode where we finally have our shit together. Is it? Because <laughs> we're still drinking. We're eating some pistachio nut meats. And then you were like, oh, it's recording. And here we are. I guess we're starting. <laughs> so clearly, <laughs> this is the episode where we have our shit together. You yeah. guys, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been one, two, three, four months. It's been four months. It's early January 2019. Although, who knows when you're listening to this. Because right. I'm sure once we've achieved world domination and fame, you've gone back to listen to all the old episodes it's like 2023. We don't know. But it's January 2019 right now. In the year. It's cute 25, that I think. 25. It's cute that I think the world will still be around in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead by then. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So the reason we've taken such a long break. It was absolutely intentional. No, it wasn't was at it? all. No. I was like, I'm, I'm excited to hear. Because we've been fucking depressed. Yeah, that's real. I mean, really? That's, that's the reason. That's real. We're- that depressed we would talk about it and text and then say okay yeah let's set a date got it and then the come night, over tonight at nine and then the night would just go by <laughs> no one would say anything <laughs> but we're back at it because we believe in it we did is that why we believe in this yes we're back at it yes and this episode is going to be our recap of 2018. Okay. We're kind of doing like a top five mm-hmm. of 2018. Right. And it's not really a top five best things or a top five worst things. It's just a top five. It's just the five things that really, for me, I don't know how you approached yours, but just came to my mind like that. Yep. I agree. But before we get into that, we're going to give our listeners, and side note about our listeners, I know we have three hardcore listeners. <laughs> I'm sure there are more of that, but the three that I know of, one is... Don't say their names. Oh, I'm not going to. We don't want to out them like that. Mm -mm -mm. One is an influencer. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. One is the granddaughter of Joseph Bishop, (laughs) the MTC president who raped that girl in 1984. Yeah. And then the other one is someone who lives in another state. Oh my gosh. We have listeners outside of Utah. We do. We are living our best life. (laughs) So we did want to do just a quick recap of like what's been going on our lives since we last talked. Right. So here's what's new with us before we get into the five things we want to talk about in regards to 2018. Okay. So what do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Well, I'm recording on my iPhone, but I also have to open my notes app. Okay. So yeah. uh, Number one, you may remember my dog who would make a lot of noise in previous episodes, Fida R. Snow. Well, she's gone. <laughs> she no longer li- lo- no longer lives with us. Mm-mm. It's a long story. It's not really a long story. No. But she has gone to live with a new family. And that is not a euphemi- euphemism for gone to live with Jesus or been <laughs> murdered. She really has gone to live with a new family. She has. But it wasn't like Josh sought out the, a perfect family. Oh, shit. My name is Jack. <laughs> I'm the worst. You're the worst. We do it every time. You do it every time. <laughs> I've literally never done it. Anyway. He just decided to relinquish her to the Humane Society. That's all I'm going to say about it. But she has a new home. You know what I'm going to say about it? It's something that you told me. It's that Fida is a Fida is a conscious being who is manifesting her own life experiences. 100%. And Fida manifested a new home for herself mm-hmm. because this was not the ideal home for her. 
She wasn't abused. I just want to be clear. She wasn't abused here. She wasn't mistreated here or mm-hmm. anything like that. It was just not the ideal home for her. It, I won't get into a lot of specifics, but it wasn't the perfect it, home for it her. It wasn't a match. No. Yeah. And so she manifested her own. I love it. There you go. Okay, Number go. two, my depression subsided for a bit, but it's back with a vengeance. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Just leave that there. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, it's really cold right now, and I don't run my heat when my kids aren't here uh-huh. because I'm poor. <laughs> so I just wear a lot of sweaters, and I don't run my heat. So basically what number three is about is you have been fucking cold. I'm very cold. Since the last podcast. And sometimes I'm driving home from work and I just think, oh, I don't want to go back to my house. It's so cold there. <laughs> and I really could make it warm by just turning on the heat. But yeah. I don't want to do that because I'm poor and I can't afford it. Oh, okay. Number three, I got a promotion at work. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which, is, which <laughs> kind of goes, flies in the face of me being too poor to pay for heat. But, but you got so much debt. What? You got so much debt. Oh, debt. I thought you said dick. And oh. I was like, I'm not getting any dick at work. <laughs> He's paying for it. Um, and number five, I own leopard print pants now. And when I say leopard print, I'm wearing them right now. When I say leopard print, one would think that it is pants that are maybe tan with some brown spots on them. Mm-hmm. They're leopard print. No, no. They're forest green. And the print on them is full leopards. Leopard cats. Full le- Yeah. Full giant cats. Heads and bodies. Heads and bodies. Together, not separated. But it's still, I mean, technically that's still a leopard print. So <laughs> it's just not a leopard print. And, and, and leave it to you to do it your way. Do it my way. Right. I'm doing it my way. way. We'll be right back. <laughs> so that's where I've been. Okay. Sister Twaint, where have you been? Well, this Twaint... <laughs> It's not that I've been much of anywhere. Okay. And I could rattle off 20 things, and each one you would be like, what? 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 And it would just keep going. Getting higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I just picked five. And it and in no particular order or reason I've chose these chosen these five. Um uh, I may have mentioned this in the very last podcast because I looked at the date we recorded it. Uh-huh. But on September 15th or 14th, I became unemployed. Cool. Got pushed out of my job. So cool. I And I'm still unemployed. I've been collecting unemployment this whole fucking time. Yay. Um, now that the government shut down, is that going to affect your unemployment checks? I haven't heard anything about that. Okay. Only our tax refunds. Oh, yeah. I've but heard someone that. assured us today that our tax refunds would not be affected. Who assured us? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. CNN. Okay, good. Um, I trust everything they say, <laughs> motherfuckers. Just in the last week, um, my second child, who's 19, and my, also my second daughter, moved out of her living situation because it just was not ideal. And she moved into my basement, and she's going to be there for a while saving up money so she can move to New York City. Here's what I say whenever my cute, young Mormon friends are like, oh my gosh, we're married, oh my gosh, we're going to have some babies. I'm like, (laughs) once you have those babies, they never leave. Mm -mm. They are, because this is your adult child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, you have raised her, Uh both of them, Uh you have taught them the the values from which they shan't depart. (laughs) And you have sent them into the world mm-hmm. to live their lives as fully formed humans. Uh-huh. And they are back bitches. And they're back. They're back bitches in your basement. <laughs> so, sorry. 
hope you weren't looking forward to like having some free time. Right. Like or high some, school graduation or means some money. Freedom. To, no, no. No. Oh, cute. So when you have those kids, they're always there. Anyway, they, go ahead. They really are. Um, another one is we went to Southern California for the holidays. Me and my four kids drove. We made two days of it. It's only 10 hours total, but two days. Uh, so we could sleep, have stops. Pee. Yeah, not Lots make it pee. not make it like this. Oh my god, we gotta get there. No one had a UTI. No. Because <laughs> everyone peed every, every hour. Every hour. Um hours and hours and hours of driving. And it was it was two days of travel on each end with three days in between of actually being at the place to see um the Your gay ki- husband. My gay ex husband and his boyfriend. Right, and it was, and it was just, it was, it was fine. I think everyone had a great time. But I hope your gay ex husband listens to this. I, because <laughs> it was fine. It was fine, and we were really spoiled, like just spoiled. Um, but like my anxiety, and I, I just, I, I need a break more than anything else. More than more, I need space more than like oh a let's vacation. let's concentrate all of the family right. into one small space for three right. days. Um, the other thing is I showered today. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> not that I have not showered since September. Right. But barely. But I mean, I'm but unemployed. But like you can count on one hand. I, I, this is my first shower in six days. The, <laughs> the other day, Sister Twain and I were gathering with some friends at another friend's house. And of course, I, who lived the furthest away, arrived first. <laughs> Actually, no, I arrived second. So one of our other friends arrived first. Mm-hmm. But we all were like, where's Sister Twain? Where's Sister <laughs> Twain? And we texted her and she said, I'm just blow drying my hair. This was at like 8 p.m. at night. I'm just blow drying my hair and then I'll be there. And so then when we when she got there, I was like, were you at the gym? Like, what happened? What, like, why did you have to blow dry your hair before you came over? And she was like, no, I'm unemployed. I haven't showered for like four days. So I showered <laughs> to see you guys. Just for you. God. So, Fuck. Was very considerate. Hold your fucking horses. Okay. And then the last thing that's really been, that I'm going to talk about anyway, that's been up with me, um, is, so my dad, um, has Alzheimer's. I, I'm sure I've mentioned it. If I haven't, my dad has Alzheimer's. Um, and <laughs> we thought it was super bad and escalating very quickly, but it's not. He's got Alzheimer's and it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No. And the reason we thought it was escalating is because he had been heavily medicated for his aggression, which is a very typical um, aspect of Alzheimer's, but so heavily medicated for it that um, signs of advanced stages were presenting themselves and then they took him off of it and he remembers his birthday and the last four of his social. So, so anyway. Cheers, queers, really. Yeah. So happy 2019. So that's what's been going on. Yeah. And here we are now in 2019. Uh-huh. The world is still around. I can't believe, I can't believe it. We uh, have not been consumed It looks like your cat puked and she's eating it oh, up. Oh, sweet. Good job. <laughs> yeah, they've been puking lately. I oh. don't know what's going on. Oh. I, oh, Maybe girl. it's because it's so fucking cold in here. I, I saw, anyway, I'm not going to get into why my cats, I think, are puking, but. Let's have a transition. Let's do it. And then we'll talk about our five things of the year. Our top five of the year. Yeah. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey. Hey. All right. So we're kind of doing our top five of the year. Mm-hmm. Not top five best things, just top 
really just things that things of the year. Right. So like we look back on 2018 and we go, oh yeah, that, that, that happened that year. Oh, and then there was that thing that year. Are we, are these like a countdown? Like five is the, like number one's the best or are they just kind of five things? Um, they don't have to be in an order. Okay. Let's, I appreciate that. Let's not do that. Okay. All right. So sister Twain, what is your number one thing of 2019? I almost said 2015. <laughs> your number one thing of 2018. Cause it's, <laughs> cause it's only been 2019 for like six days. God, takes back to 2015. That's when Donald Trump was campaigning. We all thought, oh, well, that's not going to happen. Okay, my number, well, on my number one on the list. Your first thing. It's the first thing on the list. That's right. it. That has. That's the only thing about it is, except for my first year of divorce, which would have been. 2010 into 2011. Okay. So except for that year. This is the most dick you've had in a year? No. 2018, I had the least amount of sex that I've ever had since my divorce. Was that really your thing? Yes. Oh, when I made a joke about dick, I was just being funny. But your thing was really about sex? It was really about sex. Okay, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I had the least amount of sex this year than I've ever had since my divorce. How do you feel about that? Except for that first year after the divorce. Um, I feel great because um, I, I don't feel like I have this drive to just fuck because I was married to a gay man. Right. Like, I just need straight dick in me. I went through that for... I mean, I've for had, seven years. I've had relationships sure. where I just got lots of action, but then when I wasn't in a relationship, I was on Tinder and like, okay, who's ready to fuck? Right, right, right. This year, I uh, in both in January, I slept with a couple of guys that I met on Tinder, and then I developed very, very intense feelings for someone. One might even say I fell in love. And in the seven months that we were, whatever it was we were doing, dating, uh, connecting. Emotionally abusing each other. (laughs) We had sex twice. Right. And that's so strange for me. Right. Um, I don't know why that is, but that's what it is. And uh, I, I... haven't had sex since that ended. And I, it's not that I haven't had a sex drive because I'll look at porn and masturbate. Sure. But um, I just really want to have mutual reciprocal connection the next time I do that. That's great. Yeah. I've sown my wild oats and now I'm ready for something really real. I have sex like one time a year, maybe, <laughs> on a good year. I don't think I had sex at all in 2017. Mm-hmm. So for me to say like it's my lowest year ever would be really hard to do. If it's just one, like it's one or zero, <laughs> those are your choices. So, oh. yeah. So good for you. I mean, good for you. That feels like a good healthy it's place like, to be it's it's i'm i'm transitioning i'm shifting i'm having a shift okay and it's it's a really good place yeah so my my first thing of 2018 <laughs> could not be more different okay but it was the midterm elections <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Because it's been a garbage couple of years politically. Mm-hmm. And the midterm elections mm-hmm. were like a tiny breath of fresh air. Oh, my gosh. Like not as big of a breath of fresh air as I wanted them to uh-huh, be. Because uh-huh. I wanted them to just be like like a, like a, an air cannon of fresh air just <laughs> right. tearing my face off. But um, they yeah, were kind of like great. Like we so elected great. a lot of women. We elected a lot of people of color. Oh, my gosh. We, t- we flipped a lot of Republican seats. Yes. Now we have a lot of women in Congress mm-hmm. who are kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. And it makes me so happy. Right. I mean, are we still live in a political dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very possible that within the next, that tomorrow night, actually, at 9 p.m. Eastern, when our president gives a speech, right. that he will declare some sort of state of martial law and take over the government so that he can build a wall. Uh, I, but, mm, so, you know, lunatic. but it yeah. feels great that, like, we actually fought back a little bit and we won a lot of ground. Huge. So, huge. To the point that it was more than... A consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean for the Democrats or people who just don't like Trump, but for the return of our country. Right, yeah. So that was one thing that I felt really good about this year. It made me happy. Oh, me too. Oh, because, and I realized when I had those good feelings because of the midterms, that I had been really just hanging on to some major angst. Oh yeah, for two years. I feel like if those midterms had gone poorly, I likely would have just thrown myself off a building. <laughs> like it was not, and I, I don't, I shouldn't kid about that because that, you know. Um, but yeah, sure, there. But, no, but like, but it was a dark, bad. dark, very dark, dark feeling. And there's still some major shit going on. I think we should go ahead and do our number two. Let's do number two. And we're back. Hey. I came back just after you cleared your throat. So I felt like that was good timing. But then I had to do it again. Do you remember in early episodes when you had to flick the clit on this app? And now you don't anymore. They updated it. You just have to start. Okay, so number one was sex and um, Ocasio-Cortez. Number two. What's your number two, Sister Twain? So my number two, and this is going to be quick because I don't... Because if I were to talk about it, it would take up the whole episode. But... um, on New Year's Day of 2018, um, my youngest child came out to me as transgender. And after um, like a air quotes suicide attempt in the spring, not me, but my, my kid, um, and some life coaching, and then getting off of the awful insurance that I had through my job that I lost and getting onto state Medicaid, I now can help my child transition. Isn't that something? That's huge. It's huge. And we have begun the first steps. And there are many steps. And your child is still quite young. So these steps are very, are still very early and. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not just jumping into, okay, here's some Surgery or something. Yeah. 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 It's, let's see where your, your basic health is at. Let's um, get a letter of support from a mental health professional. And even then, I'm sure the mental health professional is going to want to visit my child several times right. to make sure that my child with a 14-year-old brain right. is sure. Is processing this. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's number two for me. You know, I just have to say, watching you go through this whole process has been so interesting because I don't know if readers, if if dear listeners can tell, but you are not conservative. <laughs> you are not, 
a Republican. No. You're not a part of the Christian coalition. You <laughs> do not have a card to <laughs> Foundation for Families or anything like that. So you are, are a very liberal, progressive, forward-thinking individual. So much. But this was a tricky road for you to navigate. Yes. And it was, it was just... And I mean that with all the respect in the world because I think like watching it kind of happen from the outside like obviously I was not as kind of intimately involved with it as you were mm-hmm. but it was just it was really interesting to watch how I don't want to say difficult but I think how tricky it was for you to kind of navigate this whole thing and figure out what it all meant and I think you navigated it beautifully and I think you you know you allowed yourself to feel the feelings that you felt but you also gave space for your child to feel the feelings <clears throat> that he was going through yeah and i think that's really powerful and i think i think it's just a testament kind of to say that like people can like people can manage this process like even if you don't even if you even if this process or any process where your child is is going through something that you weren't expecting for them mm-hmm. you as an individual can you can hold both of those ideas in your brain at the same time of this is complicated and difficult for me but I still love my child and I want to mm-hmm. I want what's best for them mm-hmm. you can hold both of those ideas in your head at the same time and I think you did that beautifully and that is exactly how it's been and really how it still is and and to clarify like if it was someone else's child that I wasn't the mother of, right, right, and they said we need you to come to this march to support my child, and you need to be naked in the march, right? Uh, I, you got you it. You would have been there. Yeah, you would have been there. Um, but when it's your own child, you would have had the trans flag just flag just painted painted on your vagina. <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna say maybe like poking out of my poking I mean, out of also my an option. You would have done that too. <laughs> I would have for someone else's um, child, but. Um, when it's your own child, especially who never sh- showed any signs of being this uncomfortable with their birth sex, right. yeah. Um, as the mom, you're just like, okay, I I've got to wrap my head around this one and right. look at this from many angles, not just the social justice warrior. Right, right, angle. right, right. So. Anyway, Good so job. that's so that's that one. What's your number two, Brother Coffee? So my number two is Cats. <laughs> the, now, please, not, not the musical. Not the musical Thank God. that is being recreated right now with like Ugh. Idris Elba and I don't know, a bunch of people <laughs> in it. No, so I got Cats this year. Yeah. In July. They are, I won't say their names, you know, to protect their anonymity. <laughs> but, and I previously had a dog, as we mentioned, Fida yeah. R. Snow. Yeah, yeah. And I just was not a dog person. Mm. And I thought maybe I was, and I think I maybe wanted to be, but it wasn't a great fit. Mm-mm. But the cats are such a great fit. Perfect for you. I love that they kind of hate me and kind of love me yeah. all at once. There was something for me incredibly uncomfortable about how much my dog loved me. Like I just thought whenever my dog was so excited to see me, there was a voice inside my head that said, but I'm a piece of shit. Why is this dog so excited to see oh, me? And oh. I get it that like, that that's on me. <laughs> like that's my wow. own, that's my own neuroses uh-huh. that I need to work out with a therapist. Right, please. But it really bothered me how much my dog liked me because I just thought, how can this thing like me so much? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my cats like me. They come up and cuddle. They mm-hmm. make biscuits on my belly as mm-hmm. cats do. 
But also they kind of just ignore me a lot of times. And they, they leave you alone when you want to be left alone. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. They're so great. Yeah, Sometimes cat. even they'll be like meowing at me for attention and then uh, then I go to touch them and then they run away and I just think, you get me because that's how I am. <laughs> that's how I am on the dating apps. I'm like, give me attention. Give me uh-huh. attention. And then a guy's like, hey, you should come over. And then I block and him block and him. delete my account <laughs> and change my phone number and start using an Android instead of an iPhone. <laughs> That's what I do. So I don't think you hate yourself that much. So that's what. So I feel like my cats get me. They're like, love awesome. me, love me, don't touch me, and I appreciate that you about them. Respect the shit out of that. I do. We'll okay. be right back. Yes. We're back. Number three. Number three. Sister the, Twain. The number three on my list is. Glenn Close's performance in The Wife. <laughs> okay. She, last I'm here night, for this. Last night, she won the Golden Globe for it. Right. I don't know how you listeners feel about the Golden Globes, but the fact that she beat out the favorite Lady Gaga. Right. Um, it wasn't like I was rooting for someone to beat Lady Gaga at no, all. No, 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 no. At all. But Glenn Close, you guys. Glenn Close. Glenn motherfucking <sighs> Close. Just... I was reading some stuff about it today, and someone put it perfectly. Just the, the nuances on her face. Right. And not just in her performance in The Wife, but in, in everything. Um, loved her in Damages. Um, right. Loved I, her in 101 Dalmatians. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. She's excellent in that movie. Um, I don't know how many times I've... I, I, I had the cassette... Of um, Sunset, 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 the Boulevard. Bul- Sunset yeah. Boulevard, um, that she was in the the revival of in the nineties, yeah. and just wore that out. Um, but I have been a fan of Glenn Close since I don't know, maybe middle school or high school. Um, and she, I just there's just something about. Her now, there's uh, a lot of people used to say Glenn Close and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's just an entity unto herself. Sure, sure, right, sure, sure. right. <clears throat> we don't compare. No, Glenn Close is an entity For unto sure. herself. For it's sure. kind of like you wouldn't compare Emma Thompson with all the other British actresses. Emma Thompson is her own thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, seeing her win for the wife, which got, which was barely seen. It, I don't think it had a wide release. No, I, yeah, no, I have not seen it. Um, in, in Salt Lake, it was playing only at the independent movie house. Um, and, uh, I, I'm just thrilled. And I, and I remember talking it up and trying to get people to see it, but people were struck. People struggled to get to the movies this year. My friends did, especially like I don't, I have a lot of friends who never made it to even a star is born. So yeah. anyway, me, I'm here. So that's number three. Okay. What's your number three? So my number three is a little personal again. Oh shit. Um, my new house. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's so, talk about it. In 20, well, I don't want to get into all the specifics, but in in 20... I'm trying to think of how specific I want to get. In 2018... No, in 2017, mm-hmm. um, I the home that I was living in 
was no longer my home. I was, it became my ex-wife's home and I was renting a space in the home from her. And she was very gracious to let me stay there and it was fine and it was sa- helped me save some money, but it was not a great living situation. So, so wait, wait, wait. It was the family house you guys had purchased. Right. When you were still married. Right. And then I owned it. And she moved out because she needed to have her space for a while. Right. And you were fine with it. No, right. I'll just be... Right. These were all the details I wasn't going to get into. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, the listeners no, are probably care. going, the house became your ex-wife? What the fuck? I mean, so basically, yeah. So she moved so anyway. back in, and then <clears throat> she ended up buying the house from me. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And, so I, and so I lived there with her for a while. But then it quickly became apparent mm-hmm. when she told me that it was apparent, when she told me <laughs> that I had to leave, that I needed to leave. Yeah. So, um, so I had to leave. And good for her. Not, no, for not sure. that that says anything about you, but just, you guys got divorced for a reason. Right. And not, I mean, you know, uh, uh, my ex and I, again, you know, Josh. Could you guys ever live together, you and your ex? So we, we, we did for a second. A okay. couple of times since the divorce, either because I was homeless or, uh, he had lost his job at one point and slept on my couch for several months i want to say mm-hmm. um and and we both just got to this place where we're and of course none of it's sexual of course it, it wasn't sexual when we were married right just like yours and so and, and so but oh it, god no it got to this point where we just look at each other and go okay we're we're in that space again of that 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 emotional rut that we find ourselves right. in when we're living in the same right yeah right and it's very amicable and it's and and maybe one person has to be more forceful than the other um but you know we did it for the kids right yeah totally no and it was great for the kids our situation it was great you know that living in the same place is um really great when you have kids together, mm-hmm. but um, ultimately, but it, it has was, an expiration. Oh, completely. Yeah. So I <laughs> knew I needed to find a new place. Finding a new place was very stressful. The rental market right now is incredibly expensive. Crazy. And everything I looked at just seemed like so out of my price range. And just because of some financial things, like I was not able to. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I don't run my heat, but <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> able to buy something, so I was looking for rental. At the time, I had the dog and two cats, which makes looking for a rental more complicated. Oh, yeah. And I just saw so many places that were just like such garbage. And I just was so dispirited for a long oh, time. yeah. And then I saw, I won't tell the whole story just because it's a long story, but I saw a, a condo in the complex I live in now. It ended up falling through. But in my heart, I was like, no, but that's my place. I know that's my place. And then, you know, through a variety of circumstances, another complex, another condo in the same complex opened up and I, and I jumped on it because I had basically already seen the inside of another unit. And so I knew exactly what it looked like. And it has been the best thing. I love living here. I love living in a smaller space. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when my children are here, I want to murder them because, (laughs) you know, it's loud and we're all right on top of each other. But I kind of love that we're all on top of each other. Like I, there are moments that I'm glad that my kids are forced to interact because, because I think in my old house, which was much bigger, it was very easy for them to just kind of all go to their corners of the home and not even know that anybody else was there. And I, I kind of appreciate, even though sometimes it causes tension, I appreciate that sometimes they end up watching a movie together or playing a game together or whatever, because they're sort of forced to, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it's of course decorated, 
for the gods. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, it's so you. It's so cute. Uh-huh. I have the biggest master bedroom that I've ever had, which I love. Um, I have a walk-in closet, which I've never had, which I love. Mm-hmm. So just so many things about it that I love. And it's not... I would not say that where I live is ex- excessively fancy or nice or whatever. I mean, it is a very nice townhouse. It's fresh. But it's, it's modest, uh-huh. you know. But it but is modest. It's not big. My my two, two of my children have to share a bedroom and they are giant humans and they live in a <laughs> tiny, tiny bedroom together. So it's not huge. You're two teenage boys. But I love it so much. It makes me so happy. And to boot, you got to start over with a brand new energy. Completely. That was just yours and completely. didn't have residual marriage energy. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So cheers to this new house in cheers. 2018. Number four. Okay, number four. My number four is a very general politics. Okay. Politics. Okay. With this coloring on it, I feel like I have, I'm living inside the nightmare now instead of outside watching it and going, oh, this isn't the norm. I feel like I'm inside of it now and have become desensitized to the mayhem. Yeah. You too? Oh, completely. Oh. Thank Completely. God. I'm, oh, okay, good. I just oh, think... Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Everything's <laughs> fucked up. I just think that we... I just feel like all bets are off right now. Oh. It's like I joked earlier that tomorrow night the president is giving a speech about how the government is shut down because he wants to build a symbolic monument to racism. Um, and so he's giving a speech about that. He literally could declare martial law tomorrow. Like he literally could, like that is one of the things that he has talked about doing, or he could get on the TV and masturbate for 10 minutes and come all over the screen, Mm -hmm. you know, or he could get on the TV and just not talk about anything and just ramble. Yeah. And like all of it would just be normal. Yeah. And if he did masturbate all over the screen, there would be people that would be like, this is maybe the moment that he became president. You know, like, it just all, everything about it has just become normal. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a deep, dark nightmare. And he, nothing about it is normal. I, I actually saw a tweet either today or yesterday. It's been in the last 24 hours where, where there's video footage of him saying... Uh, so we're in a government shutdown right now. It's the right. third lo- longest in history. Second longest at this point. Oh, seriously? Yeah, second okay. longest. Yep. It must have been an hour ago when I yes. read that. <laughs> yes. So, um, second longest. <laughs> um, but there's video footage of him saying, uh, the people who are working without pay are going to be fine and they don't mind because they believe in the wall. Right. Which is completely oh my delusional. God. Well, and also, so I was listening to some commentary today that, like, because not only is this president evil, he is also incompetent. <laughs> because oh. during the one of the last big government shutdowns, which was when Obama was president, mm-hmm. 
Obama shut down the national parks during the shutdown, closed them all down. There oh. were big and there and a bunch of sort of political pundits made a lot of hay of that and said, oh, Obama's doing this performatively like he's trying to punish people. He's trying to make this shutdown look worse than it is, blah, 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 because there was all these pictures all over social media of people driving to the national parks and the gates were closed. Uh-huh. Well, the reason that Obama did that is because he was a smart human and realize that it is unsafe to run national parks without people actually running them. Yes. So Trump has refused to shut to close yes. the national parks. So now there are piles of trash all over them. Yeah. There are, you know, toilets overflowing with shit. Oh, Two God. people died who got lost in in one oh, of the national no. parks. And and I read some article too about how you know, in a lot of these national parks, it takes decades to train like bears to not associate trash with food and all of that is being undone undone. in a couple of weeks because now the bears associate these campsites with food because people are leaving trash and there's no one there to clean up trash and now these bears are going to like maul people you know so it's like it's not anyway so it's it's shut down with no purpose in mind with no one with no competence of like vision it's shut down because we want to build a racist national monument right. to racism. It, it, it's it, he's using it as a what did they say a bargaining chip or something? Yeah, it's basically. Even worse than that, but but I know I saw another tweet today of someone who was, you know, and it was one of those um, verified accounts. Is that what you call it when it uh-huh. has a little blue thing uh-huh. next to it? Um, this guy was like, I was going through security today at the airport. Oh. I saw and, this one too. And and I said, "Do you want me to take my laptop out of my bag?" And and the TSA guy said, "I don't care. I'm not getting paid." Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I I want to throw out all these like diagnoses about Trump. Like, um, sh- he surely has this, or surely has that. But it would be an insult to people with those diagnoses. Yeah, that's true. Yes, he's an entity unto himself. He, yes. And he's a piece of shit. Not that he's like Glenn Close or Meryl Streep or Emma Thompson, but in a different way. (laughs) He is not like Emma Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So my number three. Oh, your number three. Closely related to yours. Oh, weird. Is vodka. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you were reading my mind. So when I first became a drinker, I was a little bit snootish about my drinking. And listeners... That was only maybe four or five years ago, yeah. right? No, not even five. It was three years ago. Oh, okay. For me, it's only been like six or seven. Yeah. I was a very snootish about my drinking. I mm-hmm. like to drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. I like to drink bourbon. But I bought not expensive bourbons, but kind of middle shelf bourbons. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just thought, I'm better than this nonsense. <laughs> well, then, number one, I got poor. <laughs> And number two, actually, I didn't even get poor. I was poor to begin with. Uh, I just recognized my my I recognized my financial limitations more. Number your place two, in the world. I recognized my place <laughs> in the world. Number two, I listened to a great podcast. It's on Radio Lab where they had a big discussion about cheap vodka versus <gasps> expensive vodka. What have you heard this one? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is a very brief summary of it. But essentially, in order for vodka to be called vodka it has to sort of meet certain qualifications, meaning it has to be, it has to have no taste. It has to have no odor. It has to be perfectly clear. Like all these things, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So their whole point was, why are you paying money for expensive vodka if the whole point of vodka is for it to be invisible? Right. Like that is that is how you classify something as vodka. Uh-huh. And then they even ran 
not even just taste tests. They did like chemical analyses of the flavor compounds in different types of vodka. I have such a boner right now. And the vodkas that scored the highest were the bottom shelf plastic jug vodkas. Shut the fuck up. Up. You, I will not. Be, uh, okay. I will not. I got. I can't. So as soon as I heard that, <laughs> I was like, "Well, fuck that! I'm not buying expensive vodka ever again." So I buy like Svetlandia or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's ten ninety nine for the giant for, bottle for the giant motherfucker for the seventeen hundred and fifty ex- milliliter bottle. <laughs> ten ninety nine. Yes. I can make Moscow mules for days. For days. For days. Oh, my God. And it's delicious. And and because here's the thing, too. Even if you could, even if maybe you're some sort of super taster and you could really discern the, like, the flavor in a Grey Goose or something, I never drink vodka on its own. I never, I'm just doing, like, yeah. sipping vodka. Yeah. I'm always mixing it with something. Yeah. So I thought, why am I spending money on like a higher quality vodka when I'm literally going to take it home and mix it with ginger beer and a simple syrup and bitters and whatever. Great. You know, so I just buy the cheapest possible vodka. Oh, hell yes. And that has been the story of 2018. So. Wh- I still love bourbon. Okay. But I can, but it's expensive. Like even if you buy the cheaper bourbon, it's still. Right. A lot of money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's you a, know? a different animal. And it's a different animal. And so the vodka it's like my old trusty friend. So, so, I so. I always have it on hand. <laughs> it's easy to mix with things. It's never going to ask you uncomfortable questions. No, and it's a happy drunk. You know what I mean? Like bourbon for me, do you, oh. have, do you have, does different alcohols make you drunk differently? Yeah. Whiskeys and bourbons make me feel like a curmudgeonly Don Draper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They make me sad, but kind of in a good way, but kind of not. <laughs> like it's kind of a good sad. And then, like, red wine is, like, a different... But vodka generally makes me feel just kind of happy and buzzy. And what are you going to do with all the money you're saving from buying cheap vodka? I'm going to buy bourbon. <laughs> Perfect! This is the best one of your whole list! It really is. Oh, it really good. is. And, and we're back. I mean, I and mean- we're and we're taking a break. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Are you ready? Yeah, I was just uh, re-Instagramming something. Oh, naturally. But it, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> Instagram's really my platform, by the way. It I, really. You do well at Instagram. I You're think I do, it. too. You do well. Yeah. You do a good job. Yeah. Should I tell them my no, Instagram not handle? Not, not yet. yet. They're not, not ready. Yet. They're, They're not, not ready. ready. Okay, They're not okay, ready. okay, okay. My number five. Christine Blasey Ford. <laughs> about that i love her i know i only laugh because like our the sort of range we've gone on through this has been very entertaining now let's 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 and then and then my follow-up number five is going to be amazing christine blasey ford what she did in front of the goddamn planet Mm-hmm. Because she, in the name of decency. Right. And you could say because she loved her country or she, you know. Uh, but that's a stretch right now. Uh, uh, Who loves right, America right, 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 right Not right. me. And, Not one goddamn bit. And I think she did say that and that's 
absolutely no. But the, the things that our, that our country stands for was built on, but then you can get into like, well, our, our country exists because of slavery. Right. Um, so, but let's get back to Christine. What she did in the name of decency, in the name of survivors, in the name of women, in the name of giving voice to women, giving voice to survivors, not just female survivors, but she was so, we all saw how viscerally, tangibly scared as shit she was that right, day. Right, But she did what she needed to do and she did it with poise and, and she did it eloquently. Right. And her life may never be the same. And what did she get for it? For all that she right. did, right? Yeah, just a fuck trunk of nothing. Having to move, like not a single from place to place nothing. to place, death threats, and that is not to say that that other survivors' lives aren't ruined by any means. Sure. And it's also not to. Um, I, I'm trying to find the right words here. Um, but you know, we always drink when we do this, but like, um, Anita Hill, right. It's not to say, oh, this hasn't been ever done, you know, because Anita Hill did it first. Right. I believe I was in middle school or high school when that happened. And of course my, my parents who, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas is a Republican. Isn't oh yes. yeah. 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 My parents, you know, uh, kind of just, you know, poo-pooed it when it was happening. Right. And I would ask my innocent questions and I wasn't super into politics. But for a woman of color in the decade that, that Anita Hill stepped forward and did that in front of the planet, her bravery right. is is something that can't be measured. Yeah. I also feel that way about Christine. Granted, a lot of women of color would say... um. She wasn't as brave as Anita Hill. Right. But we're talking about 2018. If we're yeah. talking about 2018 in a vacuum. Yeah. Did I use that expression correctly? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, Christine Blasey Ford, my number five for this year, her bravery. She was And amazing. bravery doesn't mean you're not scared shitless. And yeah. I And I love that. But um, I... I I don't think there will ever be a way that the women of this world, not just of this country, will ever be able to thank her, much less repay her. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're totally right. So that's my number five. I love it. That's a beautiful number five. It really is. Thank my you. number five, queer media. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you use the dating app OkCupid, the dating site? No. I don't use any. I don't. I use it sparingly, much like meat in the winter. But (laughs) when you're setting up your profile on OkCupid, there's a little switch you can toggle on or off that says, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to see or be seen by straight people. And I toggle that on. I don't want straight people to. They don't just have like 
you put in your profile, I'm gay, and right. then that takes care of it? I mean, I think the reason, I think the reason is because maybe you're gay, but you're not totally out, and so, I don't know, you don't want straight people to see you. But I just uh, think that expression is so hilarious. I don't want to be see, don't want to see or be seen by straight people. Well, that is how I have felt about media. I do not, now that I am an out gay man, uh-huh. I don't want to watch your stories about some heteros falling in love. I don't fucking care. I've right. seen your stories, heteros. I have seen your and, stories. And you tried to watch Outlander and it was just too damn No, straight. I tried to watch Outlander. And even though the man on Outlander is the most beautiful man on planet Earth. Adonis. I don't want to see your hetero stories anymore. <laughs> Fair. So 2018 is the year for me of queer media. It feels like to me the year that queer media started to become a little bit more mainstream. And so when you say media, you mean entertainment? I mean all of it. Let me share let me share some examples. Please do. So number one, (laughs) there's a little TV show that none of you are watching called The Magicians on the Sci-Fi Network. I'm not watching it. No one is. Okay. It is one of the best shows on television right now. Oh my God. It is hilarious. It is smart. It is thoughtful. It has some super interesting queer characters. It has pop culture references up the wazoo. It is beautiful. Number Here's another example. Okay. The movie Love, Simon. Okay. Now, this was not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when I watched that movie... I wept like a goddamn baby. Okay. Because if I had seen a movie like that when I was a teenager, it literally would have changed my entire life. It literally would have reshaped my existence. Mm, Yeah. And another example, do you know the album Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae? Do I know the album Dirty Computer? You mean the number one album of the year that NPR said was the number one? Icon goddess. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That album blew me away. Yeah. I do not want to be seen or see straight people. I only want media from queer people. Okay. So queer. I want queer books. I want movies about queer people. I want TV shows about queer people. I want music written by queer people. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear your straight love stories anymore. I'm fucking tired of them. We have seen it. We have heard it. I just want to see lesbians and gay dudes. <laughs> And that is all. And non-binary people and polyamorous people bisexual? and transgender people, bisexual, okay. all of the things. What about hetero-identifying no. sexually fluid? Fine, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. But if you are a straight man and you want to come onto my television or my movie screen or my book or my song uh-huh, uh-huh. and make out with a straight woman, uh-huh. fucking keep it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I want all my media to be super queer. Dick on dick and pussy on pussy. Or 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 whatever. I don't or, even Right. Right. Because who knows? Yeah. It could be it could be has a dick but identifies as a woman on a pussy that identifies as a man or identifies as gender nonconforming. <laughs> Rub it together. Right. I don't care. And then there are those trans men who've been on T who have yeah. vagina and the yeah. clit became Get a penis. It. Get it. Oh yeah. I don't care. That's all I want. Okay. But I, what I don't want to see is a, is a cis straight man, hetero, with a cis hetero straight woman. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm already bored. Yeah. 2018. So that's the end of 2018. No more Nicholas Sparks. No. For Josh. None of it. None of it. Yeah. 
So what are you looking forward to in 2019, Sister Twaint? What are you and your Twaint looking forward to? (laughs) My Twaint is looking forward to being... um, We're talking about my vagina. I literally don't know. Um, No, I'm looking forward to possibly falling in love. Possibly a match, a reciprocal situation. Um, Possibly, not possibly, I have to. Uh, find a job. My unemployment runs out in April. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it. Um, if I can just get back to what I was making, oh my gosh, I, I appreciate the quality of life that I had. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, uh, more, 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 more and more every day. Um, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing... Uh, how my kids grow and and what their experiences will be this year because here's the thing not only is my 14 year old about to start transitioning probably maybe um barring a couple of uh red tape items um but i have a 15 year old son who will be 16 in uh roughly a week and a half and he's excited to get his first job um he is? He is. Oh, I know. Jesus. So we're dealing with his crippling depression, which I haven't mentioned before, but there's that. Um, and he's looking forward to getting a job because we're dealing with the depression. Um, the depression. And I'm looking forward to seeing what my 19-year-old who's living in my basement will end up doing. She just wants to work and save up money. She doesn't have rent and utilities to pay anymore, so she wants to work, save up money, and go to a big city. Let's see what happens with that. And then, of course, my oldest, the 20-year-old, she seems to kind of be in a groove. Okay, good for her. However, she is the one who is very fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants, and as I fly in whatever direction I may, for completely out of the blue and sporadically, she's 100%. Okay. So that's always pretty interesting. And um, terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, possibly falling in love, making money again, and, and seeing what becomes of my kids. They're really all at very interesting ages. Wow. Yeah. That was very deep and very kind of personal. But aren't those just like the three things that people normally talk about? Job, kids, and romance? And like losing weight. Do you want to lose any weight this year? I was going to talk about that, but I've decided not to. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Check back with me in the summer. Um, God, I don't even know if I have anything interesting to say about 2019. I feel like, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. we have both been deep in the throes of depression. Oh, man. I feel like right now I'm just in survival mode. Like, I'm trying to, like... I, don't, I guess survival mode is a little bit grimmer than I intended to be. I am in a mode right now where I am just trying to like make tiny incremental steps forward in being like a functioning adult human in the world. That's all you can fucking do. Yeah. You can't so, make giant leaps. No. So the idea of it setting any sort of like big goals or whatever for this year, it is always sort of weird because I don't know what it is about the new year, but I but there is that feeling of like sitting there on New Year's Eve or New Year's, you know, like as Whatever. a transition to the new yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And thinking, where will my life be one year from yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one year ago, I mean, my life was basically the same. 
<laughs> I mean, my living situation has changed. Uh-huh. But, like, socially and romantically, my life is essentially the same as it was a year ago. Maybe a tiny bit better. You know what I'm thinking on New Year's Eve? Hmm. I'm thinking, I should be at a party just celebrating. Like, just... This is perfect reason to just be crazy and celebrate with friends and be loud and drink and just have a a party of the ages. But that's what I'm thinking because usually and for the past several years I've been having charcuterie for one <laughs> and watching black and white Twilight Zone Let's episodes. Let's party next year. Well, I tried to get you to come with me, I but know. your ex-wife I've dumped re- the kids on you. I've again. rearranged my schedule with my ex-wife, <laughs> so I there is a possibility I might have New Year's Eve off next yeah, year. Yeah. So you know what I did on New Year's Eve this year? I didn't huh. have charcuterie because I was too broke. You got you can't be on unemployment and no. have charcuterie. That's like. If you're having charcuterie on unemployment, it's like Oscar Mayer bologna <laughs> and some government cheddar cheese. Or or you've spent all your money for the week on it. Because yes. with unemployment, you get paid weekly. Right. Um, but no, uh, so I actually had my house to myself for two hours that night as my kids' activities overlapped. And as the listeners know, their dad lives in California. And so... I have them all the time. And even though I only two at home, none of them wearing diapers. They can feed themselves. I don't give a fuck when they go to bed, all that stuff. But, but there's just something about having your headspace clear yes. when no one else is in your house. And, and, so, and, I, and I, I cleaned. Oh, I'm hard. Cathartic as fuck. I'm hard. And I listened to early Genesis. I really did. That's, That's some good shit. Some good shit. Anyway. Let's take that energy into 2019. Wait, did you say what you wanted for 2019? Yeah, I talked about it. And how I'm a mess and baby steps and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Um. That's all I got. <laughs> all I can fucking muster. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, basically, I want to survive 2019. That okay. is my goal. Well, you survived 2018. I so know. why don't we step it up to uh, saying at the end of 2019, you can go... You know, I had fun. Fun. That sounds intriguing. I, I'm really in your personal space right now. It's really getting oh, into God. it. So anyway. Oh, by the way, did we talk about this ever that you tried to make out with Let's me just, during Pride? And it's been a great <laughs> show. Thanks for tuning in. We will try to record more in 2019. Oh, yeah, we will. And we, if you want to find us on the internet, you can email us at... Hot drinks for your belly. For the belly. For the belly at gmail.com. Right, and it's for F-O-R, not the number four. Okay. Hot drinks with an A for the belly at gmail.com. And I've never checked that email once, so I better start checking it. (laughs) You can follow Sister Twaint at Latter-day Twaint on Twitter. Is it just Latter-day Twaint? Are there any underscores or dashes or parentheses in there? Let me tell you right now. And you cannot follow me on Twitter. Because? You can. I mean, I do have an alternate Twitter account, but it's really just for looking at porn. So oh, okay. no one needs to follow that. It is at Latter Day Twain. There's All right, no there spaces, you go. crazy shit going on. Come, come, ye saints. C U M come on the saints. <laughs> Good night. Okay. <laughs>